So no music this week. Aaron Carter actually died. So that's why we are starting this episode without music, because what music do you choose when someone overdoses allegedly we will still say that i guess because we don't really know but most likely and dies in a bathtub i don't think they make a song for that right so yeah i mean a lot of you guys probably noticed that we weren't around after the duster incident we really didn't want to record and just give it more attention honestly we both hoped that aaron would somehow find his way to rehab that didn't happen it's kind of it turned into maybe not worst case scenario because nobody else was hurt with all the guns in the house and everything but you know obviously it's a shitty situation um we're gonna have some help tonight i think it's time to go through all the aaron carter blind items from over the years so thanks for coming on nt i am happy to be here with you and i would say i think that honestly like a lot of the information i got for this podcast probably came from blind items originally so i'm nt lawyer and i run a website called crazydaysandnights.net and at one point in time you know i specialize in blind items and there was a time when people said look you got way too many Aaron Carter blind items in here, especially like in 2019, that late summer, early fall. It was just nonstop. August 2019 was just over and over and over. I, I really, I could have written one almost every single day because people are just like, oh, he did this, he did this, he did this, he did this. And then if you remember, like in September 2019, that was the the month when the cops came like eight times or something in two weeks to his house because everybody was worried about him. But it had started, you know, in August and and then he went on the doctors and stuff. So I just, Aaron Carter has been a part of the site since, gosh, way back, probably at least blind item wise, maybe 2009 or so. Yeah. I remember I told Cassandra before I started reading your site in my twenties and I'm now 40. So. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. And the funny thing is, is that I got the the first story that I think I ever got about him. And I went back and I quickly looked today. It was It was in 2009, but it was actually something that he did in 2002. So, yeah. I mean, that's 20 years ago. And, you know, I never, there were never a ton of positive things to write. That's one of the things about blind items. I try and have kindness items and stuff. But with him, it was, it just always felt like it was about drug use and things like that. And like I said, from the very beginning, and it, it seems when I did the 2009, about the 2002, there was also a 2020 tip that was one of my favorites about him. And that was something that happened in 2005. And then we was talking about cocaine and this party and stuff. So this has been going on a long time. He has lived a long, long, he lived a long life with that substance abuse problem it's you you just can't do that indefinitely something bad is going to happen yeah i always tell cassandra she's heard it so many times she's probably sick of hearing it but no one is ever a successful drug user for a nice long life there are two ways out of it you either get clean and sober or you go out in a casket so those are your two options i don't know what you guys are talking about he's just tired that's why he looks like that on thank you tika jenny crystal Cassandra. But I remember when the one of those times in September 2019, when somebody said that he overdosed or something like that, and the cops came and he was sleeping. And that that's the first time I remember that he's just tired. I'm sure he said it before, but I just that specifically, he said something like, Oh, I just smoked a really good bowl of bud or whatever. And I was just tired and um, are you talking about when he was on YouTube live? Yeah, yeah, I, think I so. called the police. 
Oh, are you the one who did that? I'm one of the people who did that. Aren't I, Cassandra? You knew this story. With all these people that, not a lot, but the LMG out there who are undoubtedly not going to listen to this, but leave us comments saying that we're haters. Um, like, did you guys call the a well check for him? Did Were you guys trying to get him into rehab? Uh, because we were. Like, I don't know where you people were. They were sending him all of their money to buy drugs. Right. Their social security money. Yeah. Right. So... Yeah. I mean, all dogs go to heaven. We're, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of blind items tonight that will help us understand kind of how Aaron got into into how all this happened. And also um, we'll talk about what we do know so far, which isn't a lot. So I'm sure we will end up doing another episode um, eventually because I'm, I know that details are going to come out. Fox News is like falsely reporting that he was found in the pool, which I don't. Such a shocker. Fox News not telling the truth. What? We all know that the pool pump is broken. Nobody's been in that pool in over a year. I don't know. Pictures look pretty in the real estate listing, though. Yeah, it does. (laughs) That is that that right there. You know, I don't know if we have time for the real estate story, but, you know, it's been for sale forever and it's already a messed up situation. And now with him dying, oh, the people who loaned him money are just going to be they're going to have to maybe wait like a year or something maybe to to get it. They were hoping to get it within a few weeks and now they're going to have to wait a year, maybe two to to get their money from that loan. So basically what happened was bought it from a trust, which is interesting um, because somebody died and he put down about $180,000 of his own money. And I'm putting that in quotes because nobody really knows where that $180,000 came from. But the rest of the money came from another trust. So somebody, he borrowed the money from, and we know the name, but I'm not going to say the name, but he borrowed the money from somebody who had a trust, which is why you can see it on on the deed and everything, who the person he borrowed it from. So imagine this individual as a bank, and that's what he did. Well, this person that he borrowed it from was a much, much older man and who has an interesting life history, but that man died um, about a month before Aaron listed the house. My guess, and this is only a guess, is that the relatives of this person said, oh, my God, dad or granddad made a loan, made it to this guy um, for a ton of money. We'd like that money back. So they said, hey, you need to to sell your house and pay us back. So Aaron listed it, obviously, for two or three hundred thousand dollars more than he bought it for because he said, well, I can make a killing here. You know, the market's great or whatever. And I can make some money, more money than I make on tour. But it, it hasn't, you know, sold because he's charging way, way too much for the neighborhood and he refuses to to lower the price. And these lenders are on his back to were on his back to to get it sold, get it sold, get it sold because they wanted their money. And now it is going to be tied up in the courts for a long, long time um, unless he set up some kind of trust, which he probably didn't. That means it's going to go to probate. And was he married to Melanie? No. Okay, so it's all going to go to his child. And so it's going to be a very, it's going to all go to the child, but then you're going to have this complicated process because the child's too young to inherit it all. They're going to have to set up some kind of trust for the child. So it's just going to be this long convoluted process before they're even allowed to to sell the house and to get it all straightened out. So, um, and I guarantee that the house will, when it is listed again, It'll probably be listed for like six fifty instead of eight ninety nine. I know everybody says that 
Aaron, well, that Nick hates Aaron and everything, but I always felt like they were one reconciliation away from something, you know, just anyways, let's so move figure... on before I cry. Well, no, it is sad. It's sad for his family. It really is because what did they want for him? They wanted him to get clean and people can say, oh, that's so heartless of Nick to, you know, get rid of his brother when he needed help. People forget Nick is also in recovery. Mm -hmm. Nick almost died of cardiomyopathy. I mean, I'm not saying he hasn't has or hasn't done bad shit. I don't know. That's not what this is about. But at some point he got his life straight and he wanted his brother to do the same. I mean, he literally threatened to kill his wife and his child. So what the fuck do you do at that point? You know what I mean? Yeah, these kids, I just feel like nobody in this family ever stood a chance. So I think it says a lot about Nick that he's still alive um, because most of the Carter kids, you know, are not looking like they're going to make it. No, BJ is not doing well. I mean, I don't know. She's still alive. I don't really want to get into her personal business. Let's talk about NT, the Bruce Willis story. Was that like the first Aaron Carter blind item? No, it was just a fascinating story that I've never really dug into. And I think, and I, I don't know a lot about it. <clears throat> it was just supposedly Aaron's lawsuit against his mom. And there was this report that was made just because Aaron had put in the lawsuit that Bruce Willis bought Aaron Carter a million dollars worth of gifts. I remember and, they talked uh, about it on Stern too. Yeah. So it's just, uh, I can't imagine it being real. I just, I can't. Bruce Willis, why, I, I know that at the time everybody was like, oh, well, Bruce Willis is some kind of pedophile and stuff. I I just don't see him paying Aaron Carter a million dollars worth of gifts and stuff to be able to sleep with him. I just feel like if Bruce Willis was that way, that he could find somebody else and pay a lot less. Yeah, because yeah, I think it was Rumor Willis, really, that wanted him, like Aaron, to perform at her birthday. And there was an exchange of, you know, money for that. That's the company line anyway. A million dollars, though. No, he wouldn't get paid a million dollars. I mean, unless the only even... Even at the height of his fame, when he sold, you know, two million or three million records, whatever it was for Aaron's party, eighty-five million. He he says he sold eighty-five million. Okay, well, he sold like three million, um, <laughs> at the most. Yeah, he he wouldn't have got paid a million dollars. That just no, even for a private party, because a private party is way easier to do than than going on tour and stuff. And the only people that get paid a million dollars are somebody like a Beyonce, and only Beyonce only gets that. For if she's flying overseas and knows that she can get it from some Dubai chic or something like that. Yeah. It's just, you know, that that's a million dollars for a birthday party for a rumor, Willis. Bruce Willis wasn't going to pay that. No, I agree. I don't <laughs> think so either. That's the only thing consistent about Aaron Carter is that he tells all these crazy stories and there is so many lies. There's always like small pieces of truth within the stories. Um, like I do think he was at rumor Willis's birthday, but yeah, I don't think that he got paid a million dollars, but I love that he put that in a lawsuit. I've then always wondered if he planted some of his own blind items because he contacted the media all the time to try to get them to, you know, you know what I mean? Like he grew up in Nick's shadow and he just felt so slighted. Like how many times look at when he went off on TMZ, what, not even a year ago. 
because they wouldn't post that story. So I always wondered, obviously not the really bad ones like the Ed Buck and stuff like that, but like some of the other ones, like maybe that one, a million dollars. I mean, he comes from Jane, so anything's possible. And then we've got one from July, 2009 and story from 2002. Like you were saying, that is really old. That's crazy. Yeah, but you know, it has some relevance actually to recent times too, because now the person who sent me this, good friend, and just basically in 2009, I guess he had promised to date his 25,000th Twitter follower or something like that. And so it made this person write in to me. <laughs> And said, you know, back in 2002, when I was in high school, Aaron Carter came to my crappy hometown in Maryland for his tour. She said, don't worry, I didn't go. But her friend, on the other hand, did go. She went to a backstage thing or saw him when he was signing autographs and said to her, I'm not leaving until I get your phone number. And apparently his charm worked because he got her phone number and they hung out and I guess they made out or something like that. And she was about 14 at the time, which was the same age as Aaron, basically. And... Whatever happened, they chatted on the phone for quite a while, even after he went on tour, and they talked all the time. So he said, hey, why don't you come down and visit me in Florida? Well, her mom, being a normal mom, uh, didn't feel comfortable letting her 14-year-old fly down to Florida all by herself to see this guy she'd only seen a couple of times. So the mom says, I'm going to go. And Aaron said, oh, that's fine. And the 14-year-old said, that's fine. So she and the mom, they booked the flight. They go down to see him. So they get down there, and she calls Aaron to say, hey, I'm down here. He never answered the phone. He never saw her. She flew all the way to Florida only to get stood up by this guy. Could you imagine, like, what if she had flown there by herself? Would he have still stood her up? Would he have... Oh, that's a good so question. I don't... Yeah. I don't know if Cassandra's ever told you. Like, I know... Before we started recording, she told you that she used to have to edit out like two hours worth of stuff, I would say, because she was like, you're going to get us fucking sued. But a lot of the things that we have gotten that she would never let me put out because she was like, oh, my God, he's going to sue us are stories of underage girls. And this one, he was actually underage, too. But a lot of them, he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't like 30, but he was like, what, Cassandra, 22, 23 if you've 25. sent us an email or a message about being assaulted by Aaron, just know that there's 50 to 100 more women who have also reached out. Right. Yeah. And it it all kind of went like that in that way. And like um, they went to one of his shows. They went backstage. He made them feel really important. And then they got groped or assaulted in some way one of his friends who used to be a very good friend of his um that we know that i'm not going to mention by name or career or anything remotely doxing actually said that he used to go to like college campuses and just like sleep his way through the whole thing on shows so he actually had a girlfriend in new york that supposedly like she was pregnant um ended up having an abortion after he beat the living shit out of her so but she she has like a normal job and is a normal person so again not going to mention that person by name either but 
I mean, we've heard a lot of things, a lot of things. And we know that, you know, recently after this whole huffing thing, Melanie was the person who was calling 911. Melanie was the person who was trying to get him in to rehab and therapy. Melanie was the one who was telling people as recently as last night that she was afraid that he was going to die. So, well, the other day when he was doing the stuff in the trailer, just think if the cops had been able to arrest him, um, right? Then maybe he'd he'd be alive. So you know he would have got out of jail in a couple hours, but maybe it would have you know made him go straight and narrow at least for a few days. But going back to the the 2002 thing, so I found this article or something, and I don't know who he was dating in September 2017. You guys probably do, but apparently. Um, right after he broke up with this woman, whoever it was, he was spotted in Times Square with some mystery woman who was identified as a Chloe. And she was a fan who had paid for a meet and greet with Aaron. If you're paying to meet somebody, you already know that they really like you. So if you're looking to hook up or score with a fan or something like that, that's your easiest way. Because somebody's paying a bunch of money to meet you. Yeah. And that's something that's happened quite a few times. There was a girl who that happened with, mm, I want to say 2020 or so that it happened with her. Um, She paid him like $5,000 or something. Oh, they, yeah. Like, yeah. Mondo called it like a girlfriend experience. Um, But I guess it would be a boyfriend experience because she paid him. But like he just like took her across the country from what was it, Chicago or somewhere or New York. I think maybe they were upstate New York, but she was from Chicago um, and took her across the country with him. And she traveled with him and she paid for everything. And then he threw her out. I don't know. He used a lot of people for their money. It was really. Well, Cass, can you tell me that Melanie pays for everything? Yeah. And even during the time he's been with Melanie, he's cheated on her so much, even with like Trisha Paytas. So, oh, he threw Melanie out for other girls too, you know, while she was pregnant. She um, was still paying for like the mortgage and stuff. Maybe I don't, I'm not even sure if the mortgage was being paid. Right. So, I know at least a couple times, supposedly, according to what Melanie had said to some people, like her parents um, had paid for it. I guess her mom has um, a pretty good amount of money. And lives in the OC. And so like she actually has the baby right now. And I think that she had loaned the money a few times. I don't know. I was actually talking to a couple of friends of mine about this earlier. I said, I'm not even being funny. I'm being serious. Like who's going to pay for his $17,000 teeth that she just got him? Who's going to pay for this freaking RV? Who's going to pay her Amex card that she puts all of his shit on? Because she doesn't have a job. I mean, she has OnlyFans, but... I don't even think she's really active on there. Speaking of OnlyFans, I did try to pull up his OnlyFans just because I know the last known live was yesterday on TikTok. It, Lila Chat did catch it. It's on there. And oddly enough, he was live with Spencer Pratt of yeah. all people in the universe. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> then, so I'm like, well maybe we can put together a timeline and honestly i think everybody's really surprised he didn't do this on live like <laughs> thank god I am. but he um i went to go check only fans because my first thought was like if he's in the bath what does that tell us that means that he was 
taking pictures for OnlyFans is what it tells us because that's the only time that he he fades. said he loved taking baths though like he's said that for years um the last time that i recorded him live was thursday night so okay but yeah i went to check and it's gone so i don't know if melanie's the one that runs that or what but it's completely gone um and of course we don't really we're not going to have a time of death until after they do an autopsy but they are saying that a neighbor discovered him question mark like I, I don't believe that I don't know who could have possibly been at the house um when it happened and I'm not trying to point fingers but I mean we he also has this assistant that he claimed was a homeless person that he picked up in LA so I mean it could have been her well doesn't the real estate there. agent always check on him too yeah, so the real estate agent, what's crazy is, I laugh, but I mean, it is kind of fucking crazy when you think about it. The real estate agent on Tuesday was like following him when he was really fucked up and driving the camper. And she was like following him. He was pulled over on the side of the road. He had ran out of gas and like was trying to call Melanie in the middle of the night or something. And the real estate agent was like beating on the door trying to get in the camper and he wouldn't open it. So I don't know. I've never had a real estate agent go that far for me. Maybe California is just different. <laughs> no, I just think that she likes being associated with a star. I mean, you're not going to find very she many does. stars in yeah. Lancaster. But yeah. I, I read like the day that that happened, I saw some tweet from some guy who lives in Lancaster and he said, you know, this is just typical and this is just the way that Aaron Carter terrorizes the neighborhood. Yeah. And, you know, the the neighbors and everything, they hated him being there. They really did the <clears throat> trouble that he causes and stuff. And I was shocked at all the neighbors, you know, who responded, yep, hate him here, hate him here, hate him here kind of thing. It's a sad, sad story, but he had a lot of chances. But I'm reminded of, say, like Matthew Perry, who said he spent nine million dollars to get clean over the years. Mm-hmm. Aaron mm-hmm. Carter has even earned nine million dollars his whole career. So maybe Nick. One of the reasons is maybe Nick said, hey, I'll pay for this. I'll pay for that. You know, go get sober, go get sober. And eventually you just get tired of it. And just there's no more money because you're not doing anything to get better. Nick put him into rehab at Betty Ford. I don't did he, I don't I don't want to say he went to Malibu because I'm not positive. I feel like maybe he did. But I know that Nick put him into rehab at least three times. And yeah. like, I think he checked out at Betty Ford within like a couple days. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard of people checking out like while they're in the lobby. So mm-hmm. that doesn't surprise me. But yeah. at some point Nick's going to say, "Look, you know, I'm happy to pay if you go check into rehab, I will pay for it." Right. But if you don't go check in, I'm not just going to loan you money. Yeah. Or give you money because it's not really a loan because we know you're not going to pay it back. Yeah. So yeah. Here's here, you know, and and I get Nick's thing. I'm I'm not a huge Nick Carter fan at all. Mm-hmm. Um but I understand his point of view. And like I you pointed too. out earlier, Tiffany, where he said, you know, threatened, you know, to kill Nick's wife and the kid and stuff. I mean, that makes you want to close your your wallet. Yeah. I know. Cassandra, when I first called her, so I I was actually in the mall, like I took my daughter, she wanted to go see Black Adam. And so we went and saw that. And then I'm going on a business trip to Chicago next week. And so 
I was in the mall buying some stuff and it, it like popped up and I was like, holy shit. And so I called Cassandra and she didn't answer at first. So then I called her right back because I'm like, she'll know to answer if I call her two times in a row. I think you were at your dad's, right? And I just said, Aaron's dead. And she was like, what? Are you serious? And I said, yes, I'm serious. And so we were both just kind of like shocked by it, I guess. Not really. I mean, I've been telling her all, all year, but I guess, I don't know. It's kind of like Puss in Boots. He just had so many lives. I just, I don't know. I'm but, just um, used to seeing people maintain drug addictions for very long periods of time. I didn't think it was going to happen yeah. before Christmas. So she was, she was like, I don't understand why they didn't just put him in a conservatorship. Like, why wouldn't Nick put him into a conservatorship? And I, I told her kind of like what you said, I said, Cassandra, he's put him through rehab. How many times? Like there was no money. Aaron didn't have money. So was Nick expected to pay millions and millions of dollars? I mean, I don't know how much the Maybe Backstreet Sony Boys could pony up the money. They're not going to pony up anything. I don't know how much the Backstreet Boys still earn. I mean, I know they're still like celebrities and popular, but I, I don't, I truly have no idea how much they're even worth or anything about them really. Um, And so I don't think like he, he would even have the money to, how do you make someone stay clean who doesn't want to stay clean? Like he would not have the money to employ the team they had around Brittany for all of those years. He just wouldn't. I yeah. I mean, I don't know. I can't say that for sure. I don't feel like Nick Definitely. Carter is that much though. No, I agree. It's just, and I know it's not rational for me to think that way. It's just hard to accept that these children get put into these situations. I feel like Aaron didn't choose to be on stage when he was that young he didn't choose the backstreet boy aaron carter life he didn't choose lou perlman um this was all forced on him and now he's dead and i understand that there's a lot of things that happened between the birth of his career and his death that he's accountable for and i'm not trying to dismiss that at all i just think it's disgusting how these children are used and discarded by their parents by the industry by everybody um, and I fucking hate it. So no, I agree. In 2012, there was a blind blind item revealed, and in 2017, it was revealed, right? And that's the year that Leslie died, which is just really sad. I mean, I was a huge Leslie Carter fan. I think everybody listening to this podcast knows that I loved Leslie Carter. So I wonder how Jane feels tonight, knowing that two of her kids have died of drug overdoses. Probably pouring out one. Um. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So he was actually, I don't think I told you this because I, I've been so fucking busy with work. Like I hadn't talked to you since this happened, but he was on TikTok just a couple days ago and she was in his comments, or I think I told you today, actually, when we were on the phone. So she was on TikTok in his comments. And I think I may have even recorded it. And he was like, I know, mama, I know you're proud of me. Look at me. I made it five years clean and sober. Like, are you kidding me? You know, he's not sober, but he's your only kid that'll give you money. So you're just using him and abusing him. And I say it all the time. And people were saying earlier on Twitter, they were, you know, saying it's not right to blame anyone. It's not right to blame anyone. Yes, ultimately, it is Aaron's fault that Aaron is dead, but people enabled him. And I don't care what anyone says. I worked in addiction long enough to know that you can love someone to death. And that is exactly what 
A lot of his fans did. And as far as his mother, she just, in my opinion, she used him to death. God, and I liked what you said too. We were talking earlier about, you know, people are saying, well, you know, it's better for Prince that Aaron's dead. But in reality, statistically, this is setting Prince up for failure in his life. Um, what would have been better for Prince is for Aaron to get sober, you know, but yeah. that wasn't, that didn't happen. So, um, yeah, let's read this, this blind item from 2012, because I, I want it to not be true. Well, I mean, it is true, um, but I never, re I revealed it in 2017, but I never mentioned Aaron in it, because at that time he hadn't, um, he was completely straight, I guess, at that point. And, but it was basically a blind item about Kevin Spacey, who bragged that he took Aaron Carter's virginity. So it, My eyeballs yeah. just both popped of our out of my faces. head. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but both of our faces at the same time were like, what? Well, I mean, I mean, I wrote it in 2012. And so at that time, Kevin Spacey hadn't come out. So, you know, I really didn't. I, I'm not even sure, I think, how I managed to, to stumble on it. I think that when Kevin Spacey finally came out, that I was like, oh, well, <laughs> let me go back and look at all the, the blinds that I had written about Kevin Spacey over the years. And so this one, you know, stuck out, obviously. And yeah. This, it happened, and apparently it happened at a basketball game, and Kevin Spacey all the time would brag about it, all the time. You would never know it by looking at this used-to-be all-movie actor who now is on a fairly hit television show, but he is a sex-crazed nympho. The thing is, he only likes guys. He is one of those actors who has never actually bothered to come out and say he is gay, but everyone just kind of assumes he is. There have never been any girlfriends, but no one has ever come out and just asked him about his sexuality. On the show, he plays a straight guy, and the rest of the roles seem to be more asexual than anything else. One of his most proud sexual conquests was taking the virginity of this former A-list tweener. He did it at a basketball game. He never stops talking about that story and how he has had 15 minutes and made it happen. He never spoke to the tweener again. Our actor loves finding someone new and will strike whenever he can. At this point, he considers his trailer boring as he has had so many guys in and out of it over the filming of his show, and it has not, it has not even been on that long. The thing is, our actor is very anal retentive and does not allow anyone he has sex with to come to his house. He doesn't really like having a boyfriend and prefers just random acts. He is not even that good looking, but he can talk guys into anything. One time he took the date away from this A-list movie actress he had co-starred with in a very big movie and then spent an hour in the bathroom. And then our actor brought him back out and said, I'm through with him. He's all yours again. So, so what was the show? That's what I want to know. First. House of Cards? Yeah. No. Was it really? Yeah. Do you know, I actually loved that show and I was, first of all, I had no idea he was gay. And then I was so fucking sad that he was. Tiffany, have you heard my Kevin pedophile. Spacey episode? Yes, okay. I have. So how many victims of Kevin Spacey are now dead? Now that we're including Aaron in that. No, I didn't even think about that. Oh, God, now I got to write that down to make a blind about it tomorrow. Hold on a second. <laughs> And I'm not trying a to make Aaron lot. the victim here, but I'm just saying for official counting purposes. You can be a victim and also be a predator. Yes, a predator. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Alex would say, yes, exactly. You can be both. So with Aaron, he's not, you know, he has so many victims. That's where I don't like to publicly like mourn him. Um, You're always talking about the disabled cuties, right? I mean, so think about all those people that are living on social security checks and he was willing to use them and get the money and stuff from their social security checks next month when they don't have to give him money, maybe they can start to live a normal life. No, they're probably going to find somebody else to give money to. What's disturbing is that his number one fan, Cody, um, she was already, she's already been on Instagram live with crystal Mm -hmm. and I'm scared of what that could turn into. I don't, he probably doesn't know who, do you know who crystal is? No. No, but the listeners know what I'm saying. This yeah. is a fan of his that um, she actually was like just live a little bit ago denying it. I say a little bit ago. It was hours ago now, like denying that it could even be possible. She thought TMZ was lying. Like, yeah, OK, if TMZ posted it, like Harvey's not posting it if it's not true, but whatever. So she was convinced that it was a lie, but she is a disabled veteran who used to literally give him thousands of dollars a month, thousands of dollars. I mean, I guess it's amazing. I think it's just because, and this is the reason I think that she did that is most of the time stars are pretty untouchable, right? Mm -hmm. You're looking at them from a distance and stuff and you're like, Oh yes. And and maybe she was a huge Aaron Carter fan. She was but the predator in him. And by predator, I mean, I'm not even talking about what you had spoken about earlier about underage girls or anything. I'm talking about the predator in him who needs money to continue his drug habit, but he can't, you know, get sober and go out and earn it on tour or make a record or whatever. So all of a sudden he figures out maybe by talking to her, oh, she's got a lot of money. And now all of a sudden she has a star who's talking to her on the phone and emailing and calling her or texting her and making her feel so important. Because this celebrity, this huge celebrity, who's not, but in her mind is, and and he goes, you know what, I'm, I just need some money or whatever, and she's happy to send him money because she's just happy to be talking to a celebrity. Yeah, and, and I think he liked <clears throat> the adoration because his brother mm-hmm. gets it nationwide, you know, well, actually internationally. They're in the UK right now, right? Well, and that's the thing. So there's two ways that Aaron's getting money, right? So it's from his disabled cuties and from allegedly maybe, you know, older gay men doing a little pay for play. And I asked Morgan, his manager, about that a couple of weeks ago. I asked him, you know, why can't Aaron just go get a real job instead of scamming, um, you know, people that are mentally challenged uh, but Morgan didn't seem to be bothered by it but the other running theory yeah is that you know he basically is hiding the was hiding the fact that he was selling himself to older men for money and I've mm-hmm. always thought that that's true and perhaps is the reason that he got the loan on the house mm-hmm. because that person is now deceased they were very old so it is that's possible and I have nothing to back that up whatsoever. I'm just right. supposing hypothetical. I really have nothing um, to, to back that up whatsoever. It's just, it's a possibility because I can't, I, I just can't figure out why this guy would loan Aaron 
you know, $500,000 or four seventy or whatever it was. I just, there doesn't seem to be any connection between the two. Um, this guy does not appear that he was loaning out money to, as a real estate investment to lots of people. I just, I, I don't know why. And I would really, really like to know the reason why, because it sticks in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. He couldn't go to a bank, obviously. I, I'd love to know the terms of this loan and why all of a sudden he had to sell it one month after this guy died. I mean, like you said, it's all conjecture on our part. We don't know anything, but this person, no one can find any connections between the two. He died. All of a sudden, the house needs to be sold. Why isn't the family like out there in the media or the public or something and being like, Aaron Carter owes us this money. Like, we want our money. Why are they keeping it so hush-hush? I don't know. Maybe because they don't want the story to get out, you know, about dad. I mean, that's right. entirely possible. And and then there was never any foreclosure filed or anything like that. I don't know the terms of Aaron's loan. I don't know if it's an interest-only loan. I don't know if it was a two-year loan. It's obviously the loan because that's how it's classified in the deed is this this deceased, well, the trust was is the lender. Mm-hmm. So was he not making payments? Maybe he hadn't made any payments at all and the family's going to foreclose. Maybe that's the reason why. But at the same time, they've had a year, what well, was March 2021. So they had a year and a half to just say enough is enough. We're just going to put it in foreclosure. But then, like you said, perhaps then more questions would be asked that they didn't want um, asked because the family lives a very different life than old men having sex with young men. Right. And it's very interesting that you say that because the Carterverse, as it's called, there are people who have claimed to be in the know. They know so much more than everyone else. And they have said at least for the past year, maybe the past couple of years. Oh yeah. He's in and out of foreclosure. He's in and out of foreclosure. And I know I told Cass the last time, I mean, I never really looked that deep into it. I don't truly care that much whether it was in foreclosure or not, but I told her, I was like, it's awfully weird if he was in foreclosure that he can just keep managing to just get out of it. That's not something that you can usually just look, I suddenly have all this money to pay you. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And we know for a long time. So there's a bunch of blinds from 2015 of how he was making money. It's like business as usual. And so it says what two D-list singers who are still trying to relive their glory days of teen idoldom by playing clubs and bars in college towns are also not so secretly dating. They're also trying to pitch a simple life type of reality show. But so far there have been no takers. Um, do you want to guess who that could be, Tiffany? <laughs> One of those people is still alive. Do I want to guess? No, I'm not going to. Okay. Crazy. Mm-mm. Aaron um, Carter and someone who that's pretty shocking, which but... I never understood why Aaron didn't have a reality show. Um, I guess, and maybe cause it seems very Anna Nicole to me, like, honestly, I don't know how he didn't have a reality show up until today. I know. I, well, I told you before, I could not believe that he and Mel did not have. It's so fucking crazy now that I think about this and you're going to remember me saying it. And it's going to be really crazy. But I told you before that I couldn't believe that he and Mel did not have like some Whitney and Bobby type show. Yes. Yeah. And he Whitney'd himself. So, you know. well, uh, Whitney had a little help. 
But if you, yeah. um, I'm shocked too that they didn't have a reality show. And the only thing that I can think of is that the reality show company <clears throat> probably said there's just too many drugs going on. There's too mm-hmm. many guns. There's just too many things that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing. And this is going to ruin my F up special, but of Aaron Carter and um, Andy Dick, but the, I, you know, it's the same reason you can't give Andy Dick a show. Now you gave him one before, but now the production company, even though it would probably make for a really good reality show is probably like, Oh God, there's so many things that can go wrong. And there, and just, it's not worth it. Even though people would tune in and I think everybody would have tuned in to watch Aaron and Melanie, but it's just, it wasn't going to happen because there's just too much other stuff that they would have to deal with. And, you know, if, is he going to be doing drugs while we're recording? Are we going to have to have 16 hour days because we can't get an hour of coherency from him? But well, and I mean, the guns, really, right? Yeah. I know that's where Viacom draws a line. Well, well you know, like... a few months ago, Aaron Carter was offering to help be Andy Dick's sober coach when he got arrested on that RV. Yeah. What? How did you forget that, Cass? Like, how did you forget that? I think, you know, his last tweet was to Kanye. And so now everybody's. Was it really? That... He blocked me. So yeah, I Yeah, his last know tweet was two tweets. days ago to Kanye and he wanted Kanye to talk to him. And, and then, of course, so now everybody thinks that this is some kind of conspiracy. And that's why that Aaron Carter was probably killed. Oh, my God. Um, yes, he was killed. He was killed by drugs. Yeah. Like, hello, this guy was literally on live this week, huffing duster. He was so messed up out of his mind that he took the can and put it to his lips. He did not cover it with a T-shirt. He didn't cover it with anything. He put it directly to his lips and huffed it right in. I mean, and gabapentin and lean um hydrocodone i heard that he was doing um lean on uh the adam 22 interview i didn't watch it because my thing with these bloggers and other podcasters who have actually have like a large platform and like i mean perez did finally say something but like people like on that level and tmz and whatever when you have proof of something I don't give a shit. Like if you're going to report dumb shit on him, you should be talking about that. So in my opinion, they were kind of complicit. That's my personal opinion. I mean, you guys may feel differently, but Adam 22 knew what he was doing and he brought him on there. Didn't talk about it. Let, I mean, somebody said that he called him out supposedly for the lean, but dude, he was literally huffing fucking duster. You didn't mention that video. You didn't mention the videos of him snorting Xanax. Like what? Or the fact that his dog looked like it was about to die on your fucking podcast episode, Adam. Or where are the other dogs? Where's the dog that just disappeared that he said is dead? He said is alive. He said was kidnapped. Like, like what? You know what I mean? 30 dogs, 30 dogs over what? Two or three years disappeared. I mean, where are these fucking animals? Where's Mufasa? Where's Zelda tonight? I mean, at animal control, right? Somebody in Lancaster, go pick her up. Probably safer than she was. Hi, I am one of Aaron Carter's former employees. I am in need of an attorney to help me. Aaron owes me $5,090 and I sent an invoice on March 9th and a reminder invoice 
late last night on March 14th. I have written text messages and verbal agreements from Aaron Carter agreeing to pay me for my services, but that he couldn't pay me yet due to his tight budget. I lasted two months and then my calls, texts, and emails were going ignored. So I resigned and sent that invoice. He is now threatening to sue me and I simply cannot afford an attorney, but I am in the right. Aaron can't continue to use people for his own personal gain. He can blow money on drugs, clothes, and studio equipment, but not pay his employees. Thank you very much. And I'd love to get a call with you if I can. Then he came back and, you know, said that Aaron was like broke and milking any opportunity to get money from somebody else. And so this was 2016. And he talks about using, you know, Aaron using his fans for monetary gain. So this has been going on a long, long time. It's yeah, not and a new thing. The thing about that is just from reading it, I don't even know who this person is, but I can tell you that my personal opinion, and I'm going to know it's Cass's personal opinion also, is that it's true because we've seen text messages with him and his artist that he like put on his Recuse Records, which was Grady since like 2017 or something. The exact same thing. Like, mm-hmm. I know I owe you money. I'm going to pay you. Things are tight right now. I'm going to get this money soon and then I'm going to pay you. I mean, even as what, Cass, this year, within the past like eight months or so, we've seen that kind of shit from him. So, well, yeah, I mean, Morgan had basically all but admitted it on my podcast. He said, you know, yeah, Aaron stole my music and my artist music, but I didn't care because I thought maybe I could get some clout off of it. Right. Yeah. And I said, is that typical or normal for like artists to do? And he said, no, no, no. But I didn't care. Yeah, I know. And I know you, you know, that we listened to that and we were going to record because I couldn't, I was in a meeting, late night meeting the night that he agreed to record and Cassandra was like blowing up my phone. I actually thought he was dead that night. And then I finally took a break and got to answer. And she told me that uh, Morgan wanted to record and I'm like, okay, so just record with him and I'll listen to it later. And you know, you can record my reaction. And I was so infuriated during that whole thing, not at her, but just in general at just how blase he was about everything. Like, yeah, he uses drugs. Yeah. He steals shit. Ah, whatever. Like I, I just couldn't, everything was a curse word. Everything was a fuck this. And so we could, I told her, I don't even want to hear anymore. We just couldn't put it out. So no, if people was, are wondering why we never released that, that's why. But I think you can find it's on my it Patreon. On her Patreon. To it. Yeah. It's without me and all my curse words. I mean, just the interview. It was really hard to be nice for that long to Morgan. There were some interesting things that he said in there, though. There were people going through Aaron's filing cabinets. Yeah. The locksmith lady that was a fake locksmith mm-hmm. was in there, like going through his stuff. There were tons of people Spencer around selling him, him drugs. Yeah. Well, we saw that on live, right? Like mm-hmm. Spencer was literally on the phone with the drug dealer and didn't realize Aaron was live just a few months ago and was like, I got you some Zans. And he's like, what? Like, I'm on live. Okay. And then so, he's like, oh, I got a story about him buying drugs. Oh, tell us. You want to hear it? Um, so this was way back, like in 2005. And so, I mean, even, even then, and this story came from, oh, I have to describe because 
this particular person is very particular and I don't think that she ever wanted me to reveal it. And I don't even know if I did or not, but basically let's say that he went to, well, I can say this. There were pageant. He, he hosted um, Miss Teen USA in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So this is the year that it happened. And this particular person who was telling me the story was one of the contestants and said that after um, the pageant was over, because Aaron had performed live during the telecast, there was a big party for all the contestants and their families, the friends, the judges, everybody. And this particular pageant um, person was hanging out with two other pageant people from different states. They were also both big Aaron Carter fans. So all three of them went to go seek him out. And the two um, that this tipster was talking about, they ran over to him, were all over him, hugging him and kissing on him, and he loved it. And this particular pageant person stood back because she's like, I don't care who you are. I'm not going to fangirl out all over you. But apparently that made Aaron interested in her. And so they he invited all three of them to go back to Aaron's hotel to party with him and his backup dancers. And so they all got into his limo. And that's when he started basically to act like the biggest brat ever. He got mad at this pageant person because she was flirting with one of his backup dancers and literally crossed his arms and started to pout like a baby, saying he didn't want to hang out unless I'd give him a kiss. And then so she looked at her friends and they shook their head yes because they wanted to hang out with him. So she gave in and kissed him on the lips. And then he got all happy again and they continued on to the hotel. And then once they got to the hotel, and believe these are, remember, Miss Teen contestants, so they're not old enough to drink. But once they got to the hotel room, drinks started flowing everywhere. Um, music was put on. They started dancing and having fun. And Aaron was in the corner on the phone yelling at someone saying, I need it now. And if you don't deliver, I'll never buy from you again. And then he started to break things and knock over lamps and yelling and stomping his feet like a child. He then locked himself in the bathroom and said he wouldn't come out until someone got him his cocaine. <clears throat> and his backup dancer said that that always happened and that all he ever wants is coke and said he was a loser. And so it was really, a, I guess, a turnoff for the three pageant contestants. So they all got back in the limo and went back to their hotel since Aaron wanted to be a baby and throw a tantrum over cocaine. And then she recalled that he was really skinny then. His skin didn't look good. You could tell he was on drugs. Um, and that apparently after somehow they got numbers and they exchanged. And she said that she went back home and that he would call from time to time when he was on the way to the recording studio and always tell her that he was like smoking and driving to the studio and um, asked her always to come visit, but he never did. Um, and eventually he stopped calling. But even so the shows in 2005, you know, the same kind of you know, attitude and stuff that that's it's he was entitled from a very early age. Yeah. So fast forward to June, 2017, there's an overdose blind. It's interesting that this isn't maybe the first time that Aaron has possibly overdosed. I'm assuming he hasn't been murdered today, but um, I'm sure Randy Lynn would disagree. So oh God, she hasn't went live yet. I've been waiting let me check my phones. Where's my other phone? Like I've actually been waiting for her craziness. Should I read this one, Tiffany? It's not a blind. Okay. Sorry. Well, I mean, it says basic crazy bullshit where he had to, um, he was hospitalized in June of 2022 for health problems. And then right after that, he said that he's like hurt by social media and that everyone bullies him. 
he was always talking about people bullying him for his weight and things like that. And just kind of deflecting off of the fact that he had a serious drug issue. New Kids on the Block tweeted earlier that they were shocked and saddened. And I know, and like that their thoughts and prayers went out to like the Carter family and whatever. And I get that those are probably canned responses by like their publicists or whatever. I can understand saddened, but anyone who has seen Aaron Carter within the past few years, within the past three years, at least, like, how are you shocked? This man literally laid in his Lancaster trap house is what we called it, but and got some guy from a strip mall to tattoo his fucking face while he was high off of his ass. And said it was in honor of his dead sister who he allegedly raped yeah and then he claimed that she raped him it's it's disgusting i just i don't even know like where do you even begin with all of the bullshit you know what i mean like part of you doesn't want to be disrespectful because this person is now dead but he was still a terrible human being like there's just so much how do you claim I hate it when people do this. They do the, oh my God, oh my God, thoughts and prayers. I mean, people do it every time children get shot up in a school. Really? You're shocked? We have more guns than people. So I don't understand where people are acting so surprised. Unless you were like Cassandra and you were a little nine-year-old running around going, I love Aaron Carter. Oh my God. And then you haven't seen him forever. How the fuck are you? Hillary Duff made a statement today too, which is surprising to me. It's like, where were you six months ago? I don't. She had to block him, remember? Because he was tweeting her, what, a couple years ago that she was his one true love? Wasn't it a couple years ago or was it last year? I don't even remember anymore. He tried to get back with her like in 2014 and stuff. I didn't even include that, but um, he was always trying to get back together with her. You know, his mom, actually. I don't know. You You may not know because. Aaron Carter is not really big enough to be on your radar anymore, but him and his mom went live this year. This was a crazy live. It was amazing. Yeah. It was an hour and a half of Jane. I think we did a whole episode on it, didn't she we? She talked about Martin Bashir. She talked about, uh, you know, that it's her fault. Michael that Jackson. Michael Jackson got in trouble. She talked about Hillary Duff's mother just being a mega stage mom bitch um she called her a horse face and said that uh he should have stayed with Lindsay lohan like she was his one true love she talked about nick and did she she's i don't know i think she said that he was secretly gay or something during that right she said something she made fun of nick she would always would publicly make fun of nick getting molested by lou um so yeah. that's disturbing. She made fun of Melanie falling down the stairs. This was like right after the stair incident. Mm-hmm. Um, all the ribs, whatever. But yeah, so anyways, Aaron Carter claims cops have been to his home eight times in two weeks to check on his mental health. But quote, I don't deserve welfare checks from my family all the time. The cops keep coming and they leave 15 minutes later. The 90s pop star told his fans on Tuesday, the singer's family is concerned about his mental state, particularly since he has, uh, he regularly flaunts a gun collection, according to TMZ. 
which, yeah, I mean, that's something that we've always been concerned about because he will just sit outside with these guns. And I mean, feel how you want about Melanie, but I don't think Melanie and Prince should have ever been in the house with all those weapons and him being so out of his like right state of mind. But this was September 2019. So yeah. think about now we are in November 22. And how many checks have there been on him in the last week? Right. At, at some point, you're just like, <clears throat> the cops must have been enough. We just we're not going to check on Aaron Carter anymore. If something happens, it happens. You know, it doesn't make sense to me, though. He was driving when they pulled him over. He was I have it recorded. He was very clearly under the influence. Why did they let him go? Why did they say that he wasn't? I'm sorry. There's no way that he was able to pass a sobriety, a field sobriety test, unless he was just pretending to be high. And I don't think he was his little like fanboy artist, terrible at music, by the way, check the star would say, oh, he just pretends to be high. He's not really that messed up. I mean, clearly he was that messed up because now he's not here anymore. And he was so fucked up that day i don't know how they did not arrest him i mean melanie was the person supposedly following him and called 911 like why did they do nothing i don't understand why did they do nothing when he doxed a cps worker why did they do nothing when he's abusing and dis- having all these dogs disappear i mean obviously there's some kind of corruption happening in lancaster you know it's sad to think that there's probably a dog fighting ring going on there and that the com- they just really don't care about their community because like you guys were saying the neighbors have been so disturbed by this for so long um but nobody does anything to put a stop to him terrorizing people which is insane there's hundreds and thousands of hours of so many uh, illegal things that he's done and to put other people in in danger, driving intoxicated, um, just completely distracted driving, waving guns around with children in the yard next to him playing. So I don't get it. Was he pulled over or was it already parked? So supposedly that's what I was wondering. And that's why I was wondering if he didn't get arrested because he wasn't moving. But according to the Antelope Valley scanner, he was actually driving and they pulled him over. He had to get out of the car and then he locked his keys into it and then climbed in through the roof. And he actually was bragging to Spencer fucking Pratt of all people. That was his last live that I caught, which was, I think, yesterday. Um, And him and Spencer Pratt were live together and... um. He was bragging to him about like being on TMZ and yeah, but I was, I'm sober and I was fine. And I climbed through the roof and Spencer was like, oh yeah, that's genius. Like, I don't even want to mention him. He's, he doesn't even deserve. It's just so weird that Spencer was the last, like one of the last people he went live with. I just don't. I'm sure Spencer's loving every minute of it. I'm sure he's going to go live and be like, I was just live with him. RIP brother, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, by the way, Spencer Pratt is super fucking famous on TikTok, which I had no idea about and is making a shit ton of money. Girl, just in that live with Aaron, people sent him thousands upon thousands of dollars of gifts. Thousands. I was like, I was shocked. 
So do we want to talk about the doctors? The only reason I put that in there was just because, you know, when he went in 2019, he was like, oh yeah, I'm sober and I want you guys to help my mom now. But he went on in September, 2019. And that's the same month that earlier, you know, the cops had come eight times in the two weeks. And then in August, I mean, I only put like two blind items, but there was like seven blind items in August about him just being going to be dead if he didn't get help. So that's the only reason I put it in there. Yeah. And so that's 2018. And then I know that we know from people that they were trying to talk to the doctors. Um, And I can't remember if Morgan told me that on mic or off, but we did talk about that and that they had talked to the doctors. They were trying to get him back on the show recent as recently as like two months ago. So, and a lot of people on Twitter were like, well, anything that's performative like that isn't going to truly help him or whatever. It's like, I don't think that Aaron was ever going to get help unless it was performative or there was a camera pointed at him. You're talking about four days ago because I tweeted to Dr. Drew four days ago that someone needed to get him on like one of these celebrity rehabs or something, or he was going to die very soon. And people were saying, oh no, yeah, that's too performative. And I was like, he's Mm -hmm. not going to do anything otherwise. Like he wants to be on TV and he needs the money. And they were like, oh, well, it's not going to, it's not going to help. I said, well, what he's doing right now isn't helping. He's literally going to die. Um, yeah, I mean, at least it would be maybe be like in a controlled environment. Um, but Dr. Drew, I mean, I think is unfortunately right. I hate to say that out loud, but Hmm. he started on that man. He did say, you know, ultimately that Aaron's not going to get help unless he wants to, and you can't force somebody into recovery for addiction. And, um, you know, he's right. But yeah, this was from December, 2019, an overdose call. He was doing just fine after the cops allegedly busted down his door Wednesday night after getting a call about a suspected overdose, claiming the whole thing was just a misunderstanding. So he actually evolved from 2019 to this year from misunderstanding to he was trolling us. Right, Tiff? Um, Mm -hmm. He was captured on video outside of his Lancaster home after the incident and showed his broken front door. TMZ previously reported that authorities were called to Carter's house to investigate a suspected overdose, but Carter says he was just sleeping and insisted the person who made the call was pulling a prank. Um, And he was doing YouTube streaming at that time, which is interesting because if that was the biggest thing about Aaron Carter when I started watching him was why isn't he monetizing this is all I could think. Like so many people are addicted to watching him but he's not monetizing this. Like, why isn't he on YouTube? Then I realized, well, he got kicked off of YouTube for breaking terms of service. And also he's making money from these disabled people that he's having, you know, fund his lifestyle um, just through this like weird web of manipulation. Um, But it is interesting if he would have found a way to monetize the train wreck, he could have done much better. I think I hate to say Aaron had talent, but at one point Aaron did have talent. And if he had just been smarter about any of this, he could have had a career. He could have 
gotten a show he could have been saved i mean yeah maybe it would have been a train wreck show like celebrity rehab or whatever yeah the bad girls club like yeah oh yeah i mean (laughs) i mean it may have been like a trashy reality show like that but he probably could have gotten one i mean look how many trashy people end up on reality tv he just he was such a liability i don't know how anyone would have ever gotten insurance on his ass Uh, that's true actually yeah that's true Hillary Duff has made a statement. Brooke Hogan has made a statement. Several. She needs to take so many seats. I have so many words for Brooke Hogan, but you know what? I'm going to save it for another episode. Speaking of trashy reality TV. I'll save it. I told you anybody can get a reality TV show. Her number's coming. Aaron's not just tired. So... Nick, we'll see. I think it's going to be interesting to see if he's going to cancel his he's on tour right now. So like, is he going to cancel any shows? Is he going to come home and go to the funeral? Because we know that like he did not go to Leslie's funeral. He did not go to his dad's funeral, which did they even have a funeral for him? I thought he went to his dad's. Did he? I think so. Okay, but yeah, he, we know he, he went... didn't go to Leslie's and that was always a kind of like a point of tension between him and Aaron um or something that yeah, they would but like weaponize. why didn't he go no one knows you know what i mean no that was a very fucked up family no one knows why he didn't go so i'm not gonna knock him for not going um because... i just think it'll be interesting to see kind of how nick handles this especially because nick is back in the spotlight with this tour and the album doing so well um how... so i know he's in the uk and i know that he had a coffee event that was planned like a solo one for well I guess today because like it's what I don't know I don't know well I don't know tomorrow I guess still today mm-hmm. it depends on what you want to call it tomorrow for us technically it's morning there um they have a show there on the 6th though right and they have, and and they have had- a show on the 8th and they have a show on the 10th but then he's off right until December 6th so I think that those if they have the funeral after November 10th I think he'll be there is there going to yeah. be a funeral? Who's paying for a funeral for Aaron Carter? Nick will. Come Nick on. Nick will pay for the funeral. Nick will pay for it. And he didn't even show Angel's, up to Leslie's Angel's funeral. husband has tons of money. It doesn't matter. You don't know why he didn't show up, dude. Like, you don't know why he didn't show up. I'm just saying, like, people are complicated. But um, I know that he had a coffee event that he's already canceled. And I know that AJ had some event an Ava event, whatever the fuck that is. And he canceled it too. So do you know how much a VIP upgrade, not the ticket, a VIP upgrade just to meet the Backstreet Boys is? On no, tour? I have no idea. It starts at um, $650. What? <laughs> That's 650 bucks. One meet That's... and greet with the Backstreet Boys, one individual photo opportunity with the Backstreet Boys, priority entry into the venue, um, one commemorative meet and greet laminate, and a set of prints specially curated and captured by Backstreet Boy photographer Justin Segura from the Backstreet Boys DNA EU UK leg. <laughs> um, and it might have to be a socially distanced or masked meet and greet. Um, it's when and where available. And it does not include the actual concert tickets. All right. I'm not going to lie. I would probably pay that for in sync. But I'm sorry, 
as a BSB gang stalker, I've never seen the Backstreet Boys in concert. Cassandra actually tried to get me to go when they came to New Jersey over the summer, but I had to work the next day and I was like, I don't like them enough to do that. I'm old. I need my sleep. So, but I would probably pay that for instinct. Maybe. I don't know. $650. I may not even pay that for them. KTLA reports Aaron Carter dead at 34 homicide detectives investigating. But the reason that they're investigating is because they do that for all until they know for sure. They're the ones who have to make the ruling. So that's, that's a hundred percent standard procedure. However, when you get back to all the people thinking that he was murdered, that's just going to say, well, how come homicide detectives were there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, And the Backstreet Boys tour is sold out in Europe. Yeah. But you know, Aaron was actually still really popular in Europe. I was shocked by that. That was actually something he wasn't lying about. The sheriff's officials said he was found by his house sitter unresponsive in his tub. So this is the homeless woman that he hired last week to be his nanny for the child he doesn't have custody of. Was Uh, the child ever even allowed to visit? No. So he was allowed to visit the child supervised visitation at a center. Yes. And he like never went ever. Um, And he was, he was supposed to like do drug tests and all this stuff. And it's funny because actually just a couple days ago he was on live and he was just really aggressive and ridiculous. Um, But first he said that he took two drug tests a week, every week. And then uh, somebody said CPS would make them random drug tests. And then he was like, yeah, they are random. I don't test every week. So I don't know. It's weird. And then he said four times a week, I think, right, Cass, or something like that. Yeah. Like, But honestly, he never went and saw that baby because every time he and Melanie would break up, she would sing like a canary about everything. He didn't go see that kid. And before that baby was even born, supposedly she was pregnant the first time and they broke up and she he said that she lost the baby i know that she said on a live video that she had an abortion um i don't really care i'm completely pro-choice like whatever but they got back together and then she got pregnant again like five minutes later so but he just like he just put a tag on her car recently too because she was at a starbucks this week and he said that she was at planned parenthood and um he was like wow really I will never speak to her again. I'm definitely single now. I am very pro-life. But it was funny because then he mentioned Madonna and he was like, what's going on with Madonna? And he was like, I mean, it's her body, her choice. Like, (laughs) what? I'm I'm just going to read you guys this. It says, the family has been notified and will be flying out to Los Angeles. Aaron worked very hard towards the end of his life in recovery to be a good father and to make amends with his family. Carter's publicist said in a statement to KTLA, anyone with information about Carter's death is asked to contact the LASD Homicide Bureau. So who do we think put out that statement? Because he doesn't have a publicist. Is he it couldn't afford a publicist. He couldn't Morgan? afford a lawyer. He didn't have anything. I think probably Lake Street Louis. Louis? Yeah. Um, but... I'm not I sure mean, that he was working hard to be sober or to take no, accountability for is, his child whatsoever. This is what That's makes insane. me so angry with this shit, right? Because this guy wasn't doing any work at all. Like what he was doing was insulting the community. 
of addicts who struggle and work so hard every day towards sobriety. And he was making a mockery of it. And instead of sitting there and saying, look, this happened. This is sad. Don't let it happen to you. One of his clout chasing asshole friends is going, oh yeah, he was working so hard towards his sobriety. I would love to know who that publicist is. Please let's find out who this publicist is because it's bullshit. Unless it's that idiot from Twitter who claims he's his publicist. Mm-hmm. Even like Us Weekly just says it's like a publicist or whatever, and but they don't say who it was. And it's in the article about, you know, when Melanie made her statement or whatever, which is just the my baby, I can't breathe thing. And then she had done the TikTok video where she was crying in her car, I guess. Can oh, she just she? stay I didn't off even the internet that. for 48 hours so we can give her a good edit? Woman, please. No, here's the thing. This is what I don't understand, okay? Is that and when Melanie came around the first time, there were I had some blinds and stuff and everything, and uh, you know it was a horrible toxic relationship. I was kind of glad that they broke up and said, okay, well maybe she'll get out, and then of course she came mm-hmm. back. But one hour, okay, she goes on TikTok right after he dies, so she can show herself crying while she's in the car. Why it's is that so necessary to post to social media? I don't get that, and then. The Instagram post, but I can maybe even understand the Instagram post because other people did, you know, make comments on Twitter and stuff, but I'm going to get on TikTok. You know, I can just see see her. She's not crying or anything. And she was telling her friend, I got to get on TikTok and do something. I guess I'll just be crying in my car or something. She said before that he's OD'd before. She's had to call the police before. Like she was trying to get him help. I don't fucking know. We do have statements, you know, and like I said, I think we will end up recording another episode only because more information is going to come out. Um, More celebrities are going to speak out. Melissa Joan Hart made a statement, which was bizarre. Chrissy Carlson Romano, all these people are going to come out of the woodwork. We're going to have things to say about that. Uh, We're going to have things to say when the autopsy comes out. Um, It will be interesting to see what was in his system and unfortunately, you know, what's going to happen with Prince and I, you know, you and I had talked a little bit about that, how it's kind of scary to think that now he's going to be completely off the radar and there won't be any real accountability there and what kind of man or men Melanie will be bringing him around. How does this going to affect the CPS case and just everything like that? And, and what'll happen with Jane? Like, do we think that Jane is going to fight Melanie for, anything in the house um do we and what's going to happen with the house and do you think melanie's already gone over to get the fake rolexes like i have so many questions do you think he had a will no i don't think so either i don't think he had anything to have in it but if he did and his mom got everything would he would melanie be able i'm asking him obviously not you you're you're like me you have no idea would melanie be able to fight for anything on behalf of prince or no if there was a will well everything is prince's on <clears throat> no matter what even if there was a will unless oh. he has language in the will that says something to the effect of um you know i'm purposely leading leaving out my child you have to have hmm. some kind of language like that or it would automatically go to prince especially because Prince isn't even a year old. So, you know, he could have written this will two years ago and now he has a child. So the court's going to presume that he would have wanted everything to go to the child. Mm -hmm. And there is stuff in, I mean, there is $180,000 worth of equity in the house. Um, 
and the so love like clothing line is worth money yeah so i mean there is stuff and he still gets royalties it's just obviously not enough to sustain him um you know part of the problem is is that you know his biggest hit like i want candy is as a cover so you know you don't he get signed, as much. he signed the royalties back to sony for a check for a bulk uh amount he signed well, out well that was ridiculous yeah and, but his and... love album i don't think his love albums included in that his right? love album did really well that's what um, i'm saying i don't think his love albums included in that right Is yeah it... so maybe there will be some money for prince in the end i mean ultimately he actually that would still be... does pretty well in like overseas i was shocked well this will also lead to an increase in streaming over the next couple of weeks so mm. you know there will be some money there and it could be a significant sum if it is invested correctly and Melanie doesn't try and take it or something. Um, if you put it in a trust, it would be plenty to, um, especially if you're starting with that 180000 it would be plenty to at least put him through college and maybe even, you know, buy a house down the road because it is such a long time from now. And, you know, maybe Nick would throw in some money for some kind of college fund too. That wouldn't be any big deal. So... But is Melanie going to try and take it? Because hasn't she had her own issues in the past? Yes. So. I mean, last time they broke yeah. up, she started a GoFundMe for her and Prince and like took all the money. And I don't know. Mm, Melanie doesn't have a job. And yesterday it's deleted now, but I'm pretty sure I recorded it yesterday. Her video that she posted on TikTok was her buying a brand new Louis Vuitton bag. So I hope somebody gets his grandma's pin out of the house and the painting of his dad on the wall. The one that Jane did. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Jane will go get it. I don't think she will. She didn't come for her grandchild. The family's birth. flying in. Who the hell do you think Who's the family is? In? She can't Jane afford Jane and BJ are going to be the only people to fly in. I'm sure somebody's going to pay for it. His friend that we know would probably pay for it. Like that person is pretty torn up right now. So because, you know, that person was friends with Aaron for 20 years and mm -hmm. really loved him and had to cut off that relationship because he absolutely would not get help. And he sent those texts to that 15 year old and just would not take any accountability for it. So, I mean that person has the means you know we've gone over on this podcast a hundred thousand times if aaron's a predator you guys can go back and listen to that but while we have nt here it's like you know with as far as aaron and lou that that happened right yeah i mean yeah. you just it happened to a lot of kids and under lou's um mentorship tutelage um but I don't, I, did Aaron ever talk about it? Aaron denied it. He denied it. He said that it happened to Nick. He said him and Jane laughed about it happening to Nick. He defended Lou. He said that, you know, he was right to steal all that money because he had put in all the work and that he learned a lot from him. And I believe him that he did learn how to rip he off learned people. how to steal. But mm -hmm. I can't believe he's supporting like a child molester. Mm -hmm. Um so that's do you really think look. I know where me and Cassandra stand, but do you think the the things about Michael Jackson were true? You know, he made that big. Th you, oh, you're talking about Michael Jackson and Aaron Carter? Mm -hmm. and, no, just in general. 
Oh, yeah. I think and Michael Jackson molested children, of course. Did so you know that Neverland think... is across the street from a daycare center? No, I did not. That's... Did you know that Aaron's family used to live right next to Neverland Ranch? No, did I didn't really? know that either. I didn't know that. You guys should both go on my Patreon and listen to my Michael Jackson, Aaron Carter episode where I review every single thing that Aaron Carter has ever said about Michael Jackson and find the lies. I wonder where that house is because what you know, Neverland is really, really large, and yeah, it, it's right next to um, um, like it's wine country, and there's those little tiny town, and yeah, I wonder where it is. That would be interesting to find it, but yeah, I, you know, Aaron said no, Michael Jackson never did that, and remember, right? He performed that's why in, I asked at Michael because... Jackson's thirtieth anniversary thing or whatever, and he performed, you know, um, I found the I pictures. want candy at that. So yeah, because Aaron said that he stayed over the with michael jackson and that he slept in the same bed as him and that nothing ever happened so that's why i asked you like i personally don't know whether he was or wasn't i go back and forth i'm like absolutely i watched the documentaries i'm like he was and then i'm like maybe he wasn't maybe he was just a really fucking weird guy i don't know i go back and forth but if he was i find it i find it really odd that aaron defends all of these predators mm -hmm. when he was probably preyed upon What's like, going to happen to Michael Jackson's jacket that Aaron owns now? Oh, my God. I'm guessing Jane will probably take it because if, if Melanie knows it exists and somebody has, has proof it. that it does, then, well, you know, did he already sell it for money? I mean, that seems like something he if might he do. If he ever had it, I'm sure it was gone very long ago. You guys have to remember, like in 20, what, 2017, Aaron Carter was homeless living in someone like above somebody's garage. I mean, yeah. come on. I don't think that Michael Jackson actually molested him because I, the only reason I say that is that Michael Jackson and his interaction with teen celebrities, like when Macaulay Culkin always said, no, um, mm -hmm. Corey Feldman always said, no, that maybe Michael Jackson just preyed on non-celebrities. Um, and that was kind of his thing because everybody he ever had to settle with was a non-celebrity. And I think that by now and after all these years that somebody would come forward, one of the celebrities and, and say that it happened to them. And, you know, Aaron could have sold the story for some money over these years. He could have just changed his mind and, and said it, even if it didn't happen and probably get five or $10,000. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really did a deep dive on that. I spent me and Mike actually recorded that episode of the crystal verse. We spent probably an hour and a half going into everything Michael Jackson, Aaron Carter. So I really recommend people listen to that. But yeah, fame at a young age is often more times a curse than a blessing. I think that's true, right? And this is probably the ultimate example of that. And I know it's like we talk about John Brandis, Brittany Murphy, whatever, all these people, they seem pretty disconnected to me because it didn't happen recently. So I'm still shocked two over people this. That I love so that just hit me in the gut. Yeah, I mean, and I know everybody that listens to this hates Aaron, but there's still like a teeny not, tiny not everybody part that does though. Of That's me that loves, you know, Merry Christmas, Lizzie McGuire. So yeah, so we usually end on predictions. Should we? I mean, yeah. What are my predictions? Prediction? Usually, my predictions: Aaron's going to die, but Aaron Carter has died at 34 years old. Today is what November fifth, twenty twenty two. So Prince is turning one very soon. I think this month. Um, 
I don't know. You guys want to do your predictions? I I don't know that I have any. I think I think Jane will try to fight Melanie for stuff. I have no idea what's going to happen with Nick. Honestly, I think best case scenario would be that him and Lauren raise Prince. I don't think that that's even an option, though. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. No, that's what I wonder most is will Prince have a relationship with Nick and the family or will Melanie disappear into her, you know, escorting or whatever it is that she'll be doing um, and just link up with another abuser and that's what worries Prince will be forgotten about. And that would just be horrible. My prediction is that Nick will go to the funeral. We'll see. I don't even know. You think Angel's going to go? I think there's even going to be a funeral. I don't. Yes, I do think there will be a funeral. Oh, there will be a funeral. Oh, my gosh. The attention that it will bring. Yeah. Um, I guess Aaron's finally getting the headlines he wanted. Yeah, somebody's paying attention. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I would imagine if Nick goes, Angel's going to go. She's his twin. I wonder if BJ will be there. I don't know. I, I predict that Jane will somehow try to find a way to make this all about her. But I have no idea how she's going to write it. a book. You think so? Mm-hmm. Or try to do some type of interview. Who knows? Reality show, maybe. Yeah. My heart does go out to, like, regardless of how anyone feels about Nick or Angel or their family in general, my heart does go out to them because I think that they grew up in a very fucked up dysfunctional family. And at least at this point in their lives, they've tried to give their kids, like, some semblance of normalcy, you know? and try to be like decent human beings and no matter what people say that was still their brother so it's i don't know it's sad it is sad i never wanted to see this happen i know that i have ripped him to shreds in this podcast because he was a terrible person i'm not going to sit here and take that back just because he's dead he was a terrible person but i always wanted to see him get the therapy that he needed and the drug rehabilitation and see if he could become a better person yeah because like you said statistically this puts prince in a horrible situation where he's more likely to go to prison he's more likely to not graduate college yeah he's a child without a father his his father has died who knows what the hell his mom's going to do. It could go one of two ways. She could either get her shit together for him or she could continue in this cycle of abuse and, you know, neglect. And I'm sorry to say that, but it is. And if she doesn't get the help that she needs, I mean, she's just going to find some other guy who does the same exact things. And unfortunately, this person may not do it all on live. If Aaron hadn't done right. all this on live, what the fuck would have happened to that baby? Yeah. So I don't even want to think about what would happen to that baby if if Prince wasn't removed from the home. Whatever happened to all the dogs, you know? I want something good for Melanie, but it disturbs me that she's already on TikTok trying to make money. I do think she's going to go for the cash grab over the next 48 hours. That's my prediction. I hope to have this episode like edited and out by tomorrow, Sunday. Um, So we'll see. I mean, that could already be going on by the time we post this. And I'm just curious to see what's going to happen with the house and how they're going to try and sell that house now. Like, 
That's going to be tough. Well, that's going to happen with hmm. with the people who are owed the money, you know. Yeah, and you know what? Fuck Could they all put of a you. claim fuck on the you, house? Danny from 3D Friends. Like literally, fuck you check, for posting. Check the store. All Tika. of you. All of you. Let him. You just said he's tired. He's such a hard worker. He's an artist. Good job, guys. Really great job in calling us haters and harassing us and threatening us. Like, go fuck yourself. So the haters were the only people who ever tried to help him. Who called 911? Who called fucking, you know, the police department in California? It was always the haters. Maybe that this podcast is coming to a close. We could actually start a podcast about the Lancaster animal control because apparently they need help. Like Aaron needed help. Just saying. It'll be interesting to see what happens within the next couple weeks. Like what killed Aaron Carter. I mean, we all have our own ideas to see what players come out to see if there is a funeral and who shows up. If his streams go up, you know, significantly, like Inti said, and they most likely will. Just oh, he'll to- be number one. He'll be right. number one. And Inti, you're definitely saying this is not a murder, right? It is not a murder. Okay. Who would have murdered him? I don't know. I take a lot of edibles. I get kind of paranoid <laughs> sometimes. I just want to clear the air there. So Yeah. He, well, he apparently some of the people who are very pro-Kanye think that maybe... Jewish people killed him. I I don't know. Well, there's always been talk about. It's very odd to me because I live in New Jersey around a whole lot of Jewish people, and I don't see them running around murdering people. But okay, Molly, go anyway. Should be going live anytime, right? Um, She'll go to the house and touch it, and mm Shan Ann wants it anyway. We just went off, veered very far left. Thank you, NT, for coming on. You guys can find him on CDAN, which is way more popular than this will ever be. And we will see if we make another episode. All right. So shall we let Aaron Carter sing us out? Yes. All right. Later, guys. Later. Bye. Hi, guys. This is so much to say. By Brian Cassidy, produced by Israel. I don't roll every back row, we drink every beer with the cards on the table. I'm going on it, got lost on my way to find you. I'm getting desperate to try to find you. Another one down, and you're watching. And I need sound of you Dreaming again, remember doing it.
let's try In the backseat didn't last long I was 18 with a bad heart The last girl I ever loved, that was the sad part I told you I'd be waiting till you come back home Back home You know those days turn to nights Turn the day. If I could go back, I would. I got so much to say. You left my garage, and I was trying to find you anyway. When I look in the past, I'm glad that we're done, but still, that's life. It's the sad, broken hearts don't fix things. Everybody needs some help sometimes. Oh uh-huh.